call her daddy fan club. What's up, my conscious daddies? Um, we're recovering, we're reviewing, excuse me, episode 39, squirting and ghosting, okay? So a summary of this, um, I'm going to have it in the description. Um, we'll get to it. We're going to go over some squirting and um, different types of questions and getting ghosted, okay? So as always, this show always, always starts with an ad. I believe that mine does too. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not super involved in this. I just do this every Wednesday for probably about three, two to three hours of my time. Um, not taking it too seriously, which I mean, I think it's just another great platform for anyone. Well, I mean, this is like about myself because this is the podcast that I do, <laughs> but for me to express, um, societal ways that we are taught to do a lot of things and ways that we have been geared towards and, um, been shown that this is the, the best way to be toxic and to, to handle things on a, uh, unconscious emotional level. So, I'd just like to bring a little bit of light of consciousness in this podcast. As always, I ran and rave about how much I love this podcast. And this podcast was one of the things that did help me reach more towards consciousness and more peace in my life. And there was a lot of concepts that were unfamiliar to me that I learned from this podcast. As silly as that sounds, but um, yeah, I was pretty much a virgin before I um, listen to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't a virgin. I, um, I lost my virginity per se, but, um, it wasn't until I lost my virginity the third time that I realized how much I really enjoyed sex. And yeah, it's just another aspect of our human biology and our human nature to have sex. And sex is great. And of course I'm yawning because I do every single episode I make doesn't matter what time it is. I'm going to fucking yawn. It's like Pavlov dog mouth conditioning, uh, salivating. By the way, I'm salivating a lot in my mouth too. Um, anyways, so Sophia and Alex, this is when they're still together. They're still BFFs and they're living together. And this is the 30th episode of their podcast. So it's going pretty smooth and they're growing and they live in New York city and they're looking for housing. And in my notes, I wrote housing and consciousness. The reason why I say consciousness with housing is if you're trying to come from a spot of creation, you can't think in a mindset of lack, that there's no housing, that there's nothing that you like, that it's so hard to find, blah, blah, blah. You have to come into a mindset of an idea of what you want and how you imagine it and how you feel feel when you have it. The key is to feeling it as if you already have it, which is something that I'm working on. I mean, I'm looking for for housing in terms of purchasing property in my hometown. And I had this amazing home that I lived in for about three years. And um, the landlord she asked me to move out only because, well, my lease was up actually. So she didn't, she stopped, you know, renewing the lease with me. And, um, her mom actually bought the house behind that house and they're connecting those yards. So it's like perfect, beautiful plan that they have. And it was a house that I desperately wanted. I wanted it so bad. And it was just my dream to buy that house. And I didn't buy it, obviously, for some reason. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that's the universe. That's the universe's way of telling me that there's even better out there. And it's funny because the neighborhood I was living in wasn't even the neighborhood that I really wanted to be in. There's this neighborhood, like, on the other side of the street that I want to live at. And it's for a specific reason. It's because the feng shui of that neighborhood is absolutely... How do you say Genesequa? It's just like fabulous. And it the architecture of all the houses and the style is so beautiful. It's like, it makes me feel like I'm in Mexico. It reminds me of being in Mexico. And it's just, 
it's a neighborhood I've wanted to live in for so long, but why is it that I couldn't manifest that house? And like I've already said, it could be that the universe has bigger plans for me or that I was just creating from a spot of lack. Cause I did think about how the owner was never going to sell, um, because it was a house and her family of some kind, I suppose. But, um, in terms of New York, you know, it's such a small city and there's millions of people. I don't even remember what New York City's pot or yeah, so that includes all the boroughs. I think it's like either five million or twelve million. It's between that range. And it's a small area, but there's a lot of apartments and how it's a lot of apartments and houses. Houses are more along in Queens and Long Island. Anyways, I'm kind of going on a rant. Um, Back to creating from a spot of consciousness and allowing the law of attraction, allowing the power of the universe to coordinate things for you. Just become detached from it and have in mind what you want and literally just forget about it. I've felt the power of the universe so many times in my life. And there was this one little instance that really amazed me. It was very small, um, but it was very significant to me because I was thinking, I wish I had a picture of the first time that me and my boyfriend saw each other. And I looked through all my photos. and I looked through all the photos that my friend that was at the event where we met sent me and I couldn't find any. Um, and I completely dropped it. I didn't think about it anymore. It left my mind completely. And that thought did not come into my mind again. I wake up the next day and my friend that was at that event that we met sent me a screenshot of him and I right across the, we were in nature, but we were right across from each other. And he had my boyfriend circled, um, with a marker or whatever, electronic marker. And it's just great. It's, I mean, that's not huge, but it's, that was just such a good reminder and powerful thing for me to just let shit go. Just like if I want to create something and allow the universe to help me, I just need to let it go. And that is something that I'm working on of just letting things go. Because I practiced for years, years of obsessing about what I want, of obsessing about things that aren't going the way that I want, blah, blah, blah. Um, And a lot of us do that. And that's not the right way to create or invite things naturally into your life. It's kind of like if you look at the story of Forrest Gump, um, he had so many things come into his life because he had no expectations and he always was present. He was always focused on what he was doing and he just went with the flow of life, honestly. And so many opportunities came to him because he was always present. He had uh, no expectations. There was something else I was going to say about that, but I, I can't recall. Anyways, um, Forrest Gump is a perfect example of a massive manifester. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are massive manifestors. I believe that a lot of celebrities are manifestors. Um, even though a lot of them may be coming from an unconscious spot, they have that manifesting just ability to, it's not just celebrity celebrities that are manifestors. A lot of people are manifestors. Like Alex Cooper is a manifester. So is Sophia Franklin, the two co-hosts of the show. Um, anyways, talking about manifesting a place, I, in the moment, I live in Alaska and I was living with my really good friend for about two months and I was looking for a place to rent to like a house, a sublet or something. It was just a little bit, um, how would I say without, you know, I'm trying to be authentic to my word because trying to use words that work for myself. Hmm, tricky situation. 
But it took me some time to find the place that I moved into, which is a tiny cabin in the middle of woods on an acre and a half up a hill and on a pretty empty mountain in Alaska. And it's a dry cabin. Um, the reason why I chose to to move here was because I want to be in nature. I want to walk outside and be in nature, which is how it is right now. And it's a fr- fucking amazing. Like, the stars are insane. In the nighttime, when it actually does come out, because the sun, you know, in the summer in Alaska, is like 22 hours of daylight. So, but it's getting towards the end of that season, and the sun is setting up early, it's setting earlier now, and you can see the stars probably around 1 or 2 a.m. here. But, you know, the smells are amazing. I'm surrounded by nature. I'm probably surrounded by bears. Um... I'm probably going to buy a gun, but my, I, my dog Sakura, she is allowed here. And that is what I was looking for. It was housing that allowed dogs. And it, there was a lot of people who were only accepting people that were just humans. And yeah, so Sakura, she is a dog, but she's, you know, kind of a human too. Um, but besides that, it's a, it's a dry cabin. So I have no running water. I have no toilet. I have no shower. And it's such a humbling experience. It's, it's like, I've only been in here less than 24 hours, but when I woke up, I came here at 3 a.m. yesterday after work or 3.30 and I don't, the specific time doesn't matter. Honestly, I'm just like, Jesus ranting on. Um, And what was I going to say? Yeah, just waking up, not having water, and almost hunting, going hunting for this kind of stuff. Like, getting to a place that had these things and quenching my thirst, taking care of, like, my body needs, my physiologic needs. Oh, my God. It was so satisfying. And it was such a delicious moment to experience that. You know, and it's, we're given so much in this life, and especially in this time that we're in right now. We have every single thing that we want, and we forget how good everything is around us, how delicious life is around us, how good we really have it. You know, things could always be worse. I'm not saying that your situation or whatever you're going through is bad, but or isn't bad. It could be, but it always could be worse. You know, there was this guy at the club that um was telling me that he was having the worst day one of the worst days of his life and it was because his partner told him that she didn't love him anymore and i'm just like boy you have never been through a hard fucking day in your life that is not that hard that's my perception though on his pain everyone's perception of pain is different you know but i feel that this society has really conditionalized so many of us to be weak it's like, why are you going to be so sad about someone leaving you that didn't want to be around you, that didn't love you? Like, why do you want to be with someone like that who doesn't want you? Which kind of transitions into the aspect of ghosting. This is something that they talk about. I've been ghosted a lot. And it, I think it was a big thing because of my energy that I used to have. I have a very different effect on men now, but it's, um, yeah, I I think I was, I came from a big spot of insecurity of energy that I was exhibiting or exuding. It felt just like a desperate drawing, pulling energy. That's my perception of it. Um, and that's why I thought a lot of people ghosted me. And, you know, it happens when someone does that, call her daddy says, act like they're dead, which is true because, you know, it's like, why, this is an advice that Alex said that her mother told her when she was a little girl. She said, why do you want to be friends with someone that doesn't want to be friends with you? Just move on. You know, I've had many years of my life obsessing over people that, who knows? Maybe they were obsessing about me too, but I didn't know. But you know, they didn't know that I was thinking about them because I wasn't telling them that. But 
most likely they weren't. Most likely they didn't know I existed. Most likely they forgot about me. And that's okay. You know? Everyone likes their own. And you may not be the liking for every single person. So, if you get ghosted, it can hurt. But actually thank that person and thank the universe for them doing that. Because someone that ghosts you doesn't care about you. Someone that ghosts you does not want a future with you. Someone that ghosts you has either manipulative um, mindset, a manipulative mindset that is like harming that person that ghosted you. I'm talking to myself as well. I haven't experienced being ghosted in a while. I have an amazing boyfriend and I don't give a fuck whoever ghosted me in the past now. But at that time that I felt so much pain for being ghosted... I felt unworthy and I felt that I was ugly and that there was something wrong with me. And that's not true. That's not the case at all. Not everyone can like you, but you can like yourself. Okay. And when you like yourself, you start and you start focusing on yourself. You start focusing on your goals and you start focusing on what you like and knowing what your boundaries are. Okay. Um, more people will come into your life that fit those kind of holes that you're trying to fill within yourself. That makes sense. So there were just personal story, two guys at, at the club. I'm a stripper as well. I'm a registered nurse and I'm a stripper for anyone who doesn't know my podcast. Two completely contradictory jobs, but I love, I love it. I do dancing all year round but I do nursing half the year anyways there was one guy that I gave a lap dance to and I talked to he was he's he's cute sweet whatever it doesn't matter um he's not from this country um which is fine because men from this country do this too which is a perfect example um I we were just having lip service, just talking back and forth to each other. And I told him, I don't even remember what I told him, but I walked away. And when I walked away, he put his hand in my crotch and like moved it up. And I turned around. I think I threw something at him. No, I didn't throw something at him. I told him, no, that's what I did. It's really late right now. And I've been getting my stories confused a little bit lately. Anyways, Besides me being human. Um, And I stuck to my ground. In the past, I would have let them talk to me again and seen, like, why they did that. You know? It's important to have compassion for everyone and everything. But when someone crosses your boundaries, honestly cut them out of your life. They're human. And they might do it again. And it's not, it's nice when they own up to it. That kid actually came to me afterwards and said, like, he came straight to my face and he said, I'm so sorry. And I said, I accept your apology. And he asked if he could sit next to me. And I said, you can sit over there. And he sat all the way at the end of the, the booth where I was sitting. And I did not acknowledge him after that again. And I'm just proud of myself for sticking up for myself and staying with my boundary. That's like, no that wasn't appropriate what you did to me. Um, I'm not going to entertain you anymore. And then there was another man uh, who was from the U.S. who um, was saying the most ridiculous shit. He was like, how is it that I can't suck on your nipples if you're going to put your boobs in my face? It's the most natural thing for a human being to do. And I'm just like, for a baby it is. You're a grown man. I'm like, you learn to control yourself. And... um he told me all this bullshit and I was just I was like this guy's a fucking jackass but then that's where unconsciousness comes in I was being unconscious for saying that about him he's just a very unhealed person that is extremely unconscious and he kept mimicking touching me uh, when I was giving him a lap dance and a bouncer came up to him and said hey no touching the girls don't even fake it don't even try it And he was like, what the fuck? Why are they coming at me? Blah, blah, blah. 
it was fine, whatever, I was just like, whatever, dude, don't try to touch me, um, I shouldn't have have even entertained this guy, but some people like to joke, and that's okay, I was having fun, but as soon as I walked away, he pinched my nipple, and I was like, no, don't touch me, I told you not to touch me, and you still fucking touch me, why would you do that, and I stood my ground, in the past, I would have tried to, maybe not try, but if they were to come up to me and want me to entertain them again, I probably would have. This is not when I was a dancer, not when I started dancing, but in like previous life situations where people that were in my life that didn't show me value or that didn't show that they knew my value or my worth if they put me down, I would still accept them to come into my life. So it's like, if someone's ghosting you, that's a huge sign of disrespect that they don't respect you, that they don't think you're enough for them to just send a simple text saying, hey, it's not working out. It was, or hey, it was great. It's not working out. Or just simply saying, it's not working out for me. I can't see you anymore. Or even just being like a man or a woman and just going up to your face and saying, hey, this isn't working out. I'm moving on. You can still be mad at that. Um, That kind of hurts, but that comes into rejection. You got to move on. We have to stop wasting our lives on fucking people. Like, seriously, humans are the craziest shitty people. And, (laughs) oh gosh, that is such an unconscious statement I made. Oh, I forgive myself. But, Humans can be really rough, and they can be very difficult, and they can be very harmful. And when people do that, it's because they're coming from a spot of pain. They're coming from a big spot of unconsciousness. They don't know what they're doing. They've been taught black magic, and they're using black magic on everyone else and themselves, number one. There is this book called The Four Agreements that is amazing. It's like a two and a half hour audible book. Um, it's like 120 pages or something. It's so worth reading. That was the first book that changed my life. I know this kind of sounds like an ad, but it's not, I'm not sponsored by this book at all, but I will rave and rant about this book till the day I die. This book completely changed my outlook on life. And it talks about four different things that native people that there were native people after Aztec people that they practiced and lived in a pretty much oasis in a heaven here on this earth because they did these four simple things. Difficult when after being conditioned, yes, to undo them or to learn them, but completely doable. And I read this book for the first time about four years ago, four or five years, four and a half years ago, I think. And that book really helped me um, in a relationship that I was in for 10 years that was toxic and abusive, not just on his end, but my end too. Like I was not the best partner myself. (laughs) Um, you don't really hear women saying that a lot, but not that I would torture him or anything, but I would get a little crazy sometimes. And, you know, not everyone deserves that. No one deserves that. But this book really helped me see things differently and helped me see a way out of this relationship. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. The second agreement is don't make assumptions. Third agreement is, oh my gosh, I always fucking forget this agreement. Um, Third agreement is, okay, be impeccable with your word. Don't make assumptions. Don't. Third agreement is don't take anything personal. Don't take anything personally. And fourth is always do your best. I mean, I could go on and on about this book and the message behind it. Just this message, pretty much. This podcast is not about that. But this is, I suggest reading that. If you're having a hard time with being ghosted or any kind of relationship-wise, great book. Um, So... (laughs) Call Her Daddy brings this up because, of course, they were in L.A. They were having, like, an amazing time and amazing hookup and amazing sex with these guys that they met in L.A. They were, like, super hot. 
And they both said they're like, they fell in love with these guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Excuse me. <laughs> and so Alex got a return, like, text or call or whatever when they went to New York. They live in New York. They always go to L.A. Sophia got ghosted, though. And they were both talking about how much they love these guys. And they're making up all these stories in their mind about these guys when they're on the plane ride back to New York. And um, this is a good example. Don't make assumptions. Don't make up all these stories in your mind about someone. Just because you're having sex with someone doesn't mean that they want a future with you. It doesn't mean you want a future with them, really. It's just there are hormones that are released in your body when you have sex and when you're connected to a, a different human being. When you are chest to chest to someone, that releases oxytocin and dopamine, which are the love drug hormones, okay? You're going to feel amazing. Um, oh my God. When me and my boyfriend have sex... He's okay. For one thing, he's so hot and he's so sweet. He lets me do whatever I want. Like he completely accepts me. And I don't want to say he lets me do whatever I want. That that doesn't mean anything. I'm completely faithful to him and loyal to him. I do strip and I tell him everything I do when I strip, which it does not involve sex at all. Um, and another thing, I don't need to fucking explain myself, but when (laughs) rant, sorry, when we have sex, it's like this feeling I've never felt before. It's like a drug. If he's on top of me, we're chest to chest, which I know kind of basic, but I love missionary. Um, it's just like this explosion of love within myself and it's not an orgasm, but I do always have an orgasm when I'm with him. But besides that, it's just this, oh my God, these feelings are so intense of love and just safety and completeness oh god it's so good i love it so much and that's those are biologic things that are happening in your body when you have sex so set your standards know what you want know what you don't want um but don't make up all these stories about someone especially if you haven't had any commitment If you want some kind of, like, actual real story, don't fuck someone. Don't have sex with them. Sex changes a lot of things. It's a very powerful thing. So be careful. You know, I'm all about free sex. Have safe sex. Have fun. Um, But be detached. Don't get attached to someone that you're just sleeping with. It can lead to something, but there's a good chance that it won't. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, we make up all these stories about a future and it yeah just humans are really weird so it's okay if you get ghosted be gentle with yourself have compassion for yourself don't always go through things of what you did wrong why you did this definitely self-reflect on yourself seeing if you were being truly authentic were you truly being authentic when you were seeing that person and if you weren't then that could be a reason. It could be an energy of fake authenticity that you're giving off, which is unattractive, okay? Um, But if you're truly being authentic, if you're just being yourself and they ghosted you, maybe you being completely authentic to who you really are scared them because they are afraid to be who they really are. So a lot of our decisions that lead to pain are they come from a spot of a fear everything comes back down to fear of death okay it's a long explanation which i'm not going to explain right now but there's a lot of our anger a lot of our frustration a lot of our envy a lot of our jealousy whatever bullshit emotion that is negative that we have really goes down to fear okay so moving on to fashion stuff guys wearing chains or necklaces I actually really like when a guy wears like a necklace that has a cross on it (laughs) I I don't know why I just find it super sexy um yeah I like really simple jewelry on myself I love simple like very thin fine 
like bracelets or necklaces and it's like very delicate and very um what's the word elegant yeah very elegant kind of stuff um and guys like I love like a small chain nothing too big but like a thin necklace or something I just think it's sexy especially if it's like a man that's like in shape and he has like on a chain or something it's not like a chain like a mob chain or any kind of like chain that rappers wear or anything like that I mean that's cool too but just like a simple little chain that goes around the neck maybe that has like a little some kind of masculine medallion on it of some kind and ooh yeah um that's just the fashion aspect that Call Her Daddy talks about. Of course, they talked about an ad for uh, some kind of clothing line. Not clothing line, but like a clothing thing that you could, I don't know, put in your style and they'll send you a bunch of stuff. They help guys out, you know. It's like, I feel like I need help out with fashion. Um, but I'm changing my buying habits. I'm changing the way I dress myself. As always, I mean, like, I know how to dress myself, but do I always feel good in what I wear? No, I'd like to, though. And that comes from a spot of accepting myself and just knowing what I like and knowing what I don't like and putting it together in an outfit, pretty much. Um, But yeah, men wearing a nice watch is pretty cool, too. It's pretty sexy. It's like little dominance. A watch just shows a little dominance. It just shows like a little success, gives like a little bit sexiness off. Um, I'm all about fashion and I'm all about Mother Earth too. And there are things that I will, I want to continue to enjoy in this life. And with all of this technology and all of these like high tech things that we have now, and all these fax machines, whatever. <laughs> um, one of them is fashion. Okay. And another is cars and hmm there's a third one. I don't recall what it is. But there, you know, I do a lot of earth-friendly stuff. I compost. I'm very like conscious about my consumerism. I'm getting way better about it. I'm not buying as much and um it's not because I'm being cheap. It's nothing like that, but just like it's a deeper concept to consumerism, which is a long conversation. But you know, those are certain aspects that, like, I want to continue because I enjoy it very much. Anyways, moving on to, there was a recall for the Gluck Luck 9000. I guess some girls were giving Indian burns for the Gluck Luck. It's just, I mean, I could see how that happens, but maybe that's probably because you didn't have enough saliva. It goes out of God. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. I wonder if people... If anyone listens to this, if they're just like, what the fuck is this girl doing with her life? <laughs> I'm doing a whole lot of things in my life, okay? So, fuck off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just fucking kidding. But back to the gluck gluck, okay? There has to be a lot of saliva, okay? The penis has to be drenched, okay? So, you gotta find out ways to salivate more. My ways to salivate more... My teeth have to be brushed. Okay, I have to be hydrated. And what also makes me salivate is going for a run. Um, If I accidentally hurt myself, butt myself on somewhere, if I get spanked or choked, that makes me drool a lot. Um, Gagging. If I stick something back in, all the way in the back of my throat, a.k.a. a dick, that makes me salivate a lot more too. So just really find the technique to salivate. That's what you got to do. No more Indian burns, okay? It that's um it happens, you know. I have uh, my my jaw sometimes closes, okay? And sometimes I don't always open my mouth all the way when I'm giving a blow job. Um So, it's just really finding your way of sucking that dick pretty much. And making it really sloppy if that makes sense anyways moving on so alex and sophia they always bring up every episode there's ads there is fashion aspects and there's uh social media aspects i love these girls 
But I don't really like their approach to talking about social media because they talk about other people like they shit talk other people. And I don't really agree with that because, you know, like what you say about other people is truly like what you're saying about yourself or how you feel about yourself. So I think it's great to hype other people up, but you know, give suggestions of what to do. And you can say, it's like, oh, I don't, this isn't my preference for this. But if that's your preference, then that's fine. Because someone's going to have a niche for it. Someone's going to like that niche or whatever. But, um, my big thing about when they talk about social media, I always skip through that portion of the episode because I feel that it's a waste of my time. Because listening to someone else talk about toxic kind of thing putting other humans down it's just not my thing um I'm not perfect okay but me talking down about people behind their backs is way less than before and I just want to encourage so many other people to just do the same thing not take things personal because nothing's ever really about you that someone else does okay it's always about them and goes for you too. Nothing that you do is ever about the other person or reaction to the other person. It's all about you. You know, you don't have to react to people for the way they are and how different they are. It's just the beauty that we have as human beings is to be creative. And it's like, how, why would, why would we all be the same and be cool with that? That's just a, a really weird perspective, you know? It's like, why would you want everyone to be the same? That's what diversity and things in our life that make it so expansive and so interesting is how different we all are. And it's just learning to accept that difference that we have in other people. And other people that are expressing difference, they could be coming from a spot of insecurity or it could be coming from a spot of authenticity. Can't speak right now. Excuse me. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's none of your business. And why are you wasting any second of your life talking badly about someone else? Because it doesn't feel good. You feel annoyed. You feel upset. You feel bothered. It does not feel good to talk badly about someone else. Your cells know it. Your tissue knows it. And your your organs know it too. They all don't like it when you do that. Because it's poison. It's poison. It's poisoning your body. It's poisoning your mind. It's poisoning your heart. It's poisoning your organ, organs. All your tissues. And your cells. So. Honestly. Speak highly of everyone. And if not. Then don't speak about them. Which is my suggestion. In consciousness. You have no reaction. You don't get triggered by anything. You're completely set inside. You're completely secure. And you don't need a feel to prove yourself to someone. And you don't feel the need to judge someone else for anything. So, moving on to squirting. I have never squirted in my life before. And the founding fathers, they go over the explanation of what um, squirting is. And, you know, there's, they say there's no actual speculation of it, but I have looked up an NCIH uh, letter, not letter, excuse me, NCIHS study. I have researched this. This is a government-backed up research study from a scholarly level of research. And there are uric level uric acid levels inside of a squirt, which is a female ejaculation during sex, which means that it is pee, because uric acid isn't pee. You know, there are glands inside of a, a woman's vagina that cause a woman to, you know, release fluid that you know like lubricates 
that's natural. But squirtians like during an orgasm and it's something that is pretty intense, I've heard. But the study that I read, which was one study, so that doesn't cover all studies, there could be other um, scholarly approved, like fact checked, scientifically checked stuff that does show otherwise. But I don't know, I've never squirted, but I've there have been times where I felt like I was going to, but I did it because I felt like I was going to pee. And that's uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to pee in bed. I want to pee in the toilet, you know? And you know what's so weird is, like, when a man loves you, he wants you to pee on them. Or him. Or if he is they or them, whatever. But they want you to pee on them. They want you to fart on them. They want you to do all these weird things. And you know, someone actually told me this. It was a doctor. And he said, when you you have a baby, the woman releases the baby from her body with so many fluids. It's so natural. And then you care for the baby. You clean the baby and you take care of the baby. So if your partner does it, it's not that big of a deal. So I'm like, mm, okay. That kind of makes sense. Which is true. Um... But, you know, Alex and Sophia, they talk about girls that do and don't squirt. And not saying that if you haven't yet that you're never going to do it. It's like, it's possible that I will do it one day. It just hasn't happened. Maybe in the shower. I don't know. I just feel like it would, I don't know. There's a lot of friction involved in my mind towards that. Um... But, you know, it's pretty intense because you can ruin, like, furniture from it. You can ruin a mattress. And it's like, imagine if you do that every single time. Like, the mess that you would make. Jesus, how do you want to sit in your pee? It's pretty... I'm sorry. It's pee. A woman cannot... Okay. I need to do some actual research and see a woman that squirts. Like, I need to do more research because I've already done research. I've watched videos of a woman squirting, and it looks like it's coming from her urethra, not her vagina. But I think I still need to do a little bit more research. So I'll get, I'm going to look this up. I'll get back to you guys. Um, I'll let you know how it goes. But I mean, tell me what you think. I'd love to hear it. But I, I, every single episode I talk about how I've don't communicate with anyone that listens to this show if you're listening to it. And I'm sorry, I don't know how to communicate with you. And I believe that you can send me a voice message, honestly. Um, I wish someone would just write me something, but I don't know where to look at it. I don't know how to see if anyone's listening at all. Um, I mean, if you are, thanks. If not, I mean, it's cool, whatever. Um, yeah, that wasn't that funny, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so there are certain steps that Car Daddy says to squirt, to try, okay? Number one, try to squirt. <laughs> it's a G, focus on the G spot. Pee before you have sex. I always pee before I have sex and after, after I have sex, and sometimes during sex, but not when I'm actually having sex. I have to stop, go to the bathroom. Um, cause I get that sensation coming up, but I think they said cowgirl or missionary, put your legs on the guy's shoulders, try to get the G spot, try it alone, try with the dildo, vibrator, whatever, um, work on your G spot, um, definitely do some Kegels, um, you know, it's a quenching of your vagina inside, drink a lot of water, oh, this is the last suggestion, okay? Caller Daddy says, drink a lot of water and just pee on the guy. Just eat, just don't eat, like, vegetables that day, which I think you should, but don't eat asparagus if you're going to do anything. Just don't eat asparagus. And just pee on the guy. If that's what he wants so bad, then just pee a little bit. Because, like, I can fucking hold in my pee. I can pee, and then I can stop peeing. That's no problem. Okay? little bit weird but not weird I take that back it's not weird at all it's just different okay (laughs) so and guys don't bitch about if a girl pees on you or squirts on you whatever 
be a soldier, be a warrior about it, take it, and just take a shower. It's not that big of a deal. It's like natural to have bodily fluids coming out of us. And when we're when you're in sex, it's like a can be a totally beautiful thing, you know. Sharing that fluid and sharing having that impact physiologic impact on someone so much that you cause them to release a fluid from their body that is something that should make you feel proud that is something to feel accomplished about like you had a physiologic effect on someone that's on a cellular level you cellularly affected someone okay so be strong about it okay moving on to questions questions Number one, this girl was having difficult, um, painful anal sex or difficult to handle with her boyfriend. So like one or two fingers when she was sober, but she couldn't handle it any other time. I mean, I take that back. I don't, I don't think she said anything about being sober or drunk. Um, anyways. I think she did say something about when she was sober, she could handle one or two fingers. When she was drunk, she could handle a little bit better. But then after that, she just had a hard time taking it all together. So Caller Daddy suggests putting butt plugs when you're playing with yourself and using a shit ton of lube, okay? You gotta lube up the booty hole. That is a, a an exit, and it's not something to just insert stuff in it. You can insert stuff, and it does feel good. Honestly, like, I I love anal sex, but I, I have yet to have it with my current boyfriend because he's rather large, and, oh gosh, it's, it's a long story behind it. Just give me some time. I'll come back and tell you how it goes. Um, number two. So, there's a, we have a first-time plan B taker, okay? Car Daddy says, everything's going to be okay. You're not going to feel anything. Which is true. I actually don't know the physiologic of, like, how the Plan B pill works on a cellular chemical level, hormonal level. Like, what is that barrier that it creates? Or what is it? I, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say anymore because I don't know much about that. I don't do gyno stuff. I don't do sex stuff in the medical field. Um... But in real life, I do. Okay. Question number three. So, sex story. This girl. So funny. This girl was banging this guy. I don't know if it's her boyfriend, if it's not. And the guy asked, where do you want me to come? And she said, in your mouth. Shoot it in your mouth. And he was like, okay. And he stopped. And he continued to jerk off and shot his load in his mouth. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And I think that's super cool that he was so down to do that. Because it's like, if you're going to... It's such a double standard for girls to, like, touch themselves, put their fingers in their mouth, and put their fingers down there, and then put their fingers back in their mouth, okay? It's like you're licking your, your pussy fucking juice, and then you're hating on a guy for licking his dick juice that is not urine. <laughs> um, I think that's cool. I mean, Caller Daddy says that they were a little bit weirded out, but then they brought up the double standard, which I'm glad that they did. I, I love that they challenge a lot of double standards. Um, we have to do that more often, you know? Challenge things, question things, why things are. Like, do discovery, do a little research, do a little investigation of a lot of things. Like, ask questions, do your own research online, read books, whatever. But... Nothing's really weird as long as you're not hurting anyone else and you have someone's consent. It's You're not really hurting someone. Um, yeah, you're not hurting yourself if you shoot your loads in your mouth. That's cool. Um, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I think that's cool if you drink your semen, your own semen, because I drink semen, my boyfriend's semen. Um Number four, so I guess there's this, um, you know, black card, how people who spend up to a million dollars a year have a black card. I've actually touched one black card once and it was heavy. It was metal. Um, anyways, that doesn't matter. There is a fake black card that you can 
order. And... Oh, fuck. Excuse me. (laughs) There's a fake black card that you can order. You can have your normal credit card or normal debit card information on it. And use it. Um, This doesn't really matter to me. I mean, it's cool if you have money like that. Um, But there is more to life than money. Money's great. I love money. I love making money. And um, I'd say I'm pretty successful. I'm reaching towards higher goals now of having more income come into my life for sure. But it's like that's not what makes you you. It doesn't make you who you are. Like your soul doesn't exist because of money or how much you have of it or how much you don't have of it. So just learn to be authentic, true to yourself, and you don't have to fake anything to anyone because you won't care. Okay, number five. So sugar daddy and uh, uh, social media scams. So there was a girl, I don't understand her story very much but she sent this guy nude and I think she sent him money that's what from my understanding um or he never sent her money I don't know it's a weird story but you're saying get your money first before you give anything which is true just keep it going on if they want to give you money um just let them but don't give anything up okay um, number six, so girl caught boyfriend cheating on her, so girlfriend posted a picture of his dick on Craigslist for men seeking men with his phone number. Um, I mean, that sucks that he cheated on you, I hope you're doing well, but that's pretty immature to do something like that where, that's just extremely immature and childish, just move on. If you, if your standard isn't to be polyamorous and they did something that was totally polyamorous, like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, just move on. Who gives a fuck? If they're fucking around on you, you can move on. They obviously don't fucking care about your feelings if they know that you didn't want them to do that. You know, there are times, there are exceptions, but not really like just be authentic to yourself when you're authentic you never get hurt someone else may get hurt but it's because they're taking things personal they're not following the four agreements um anyway so this is getting towards the end of the podcast thanks for listening if you did i hope you're here for the whole hour hearing all my yawns count how many yawns i made let me know how many i do go follow my instagram page call her daddy fan club um yeah do you think i'm boring Um, I hope to see you next week. Bye.